BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services. Here we discuss all things fitness, running, rucking, endurance, obstacle course racing, and more. Welcome to the BeastNet. Hey everybody, Mike here with BeastNet. And on this episode, I have with me a, a good friend of the show and part of my family, Jody. Jody, tell everyone who you are and kind of let them know a little about you and then we'll, we'll go on with this. Hi everybody, I'm Jody Bannon Legion and I've been racing for five years, I think. I've kind of lost track. Yeah, we um, all do. All of my races, from my first race, well, the majority of my races, I'll say, I've done with Mike. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we have. We've done a lot together. So, yeah. So, in fact, the last race that I've done so far was with you was the, the Los Olivos, so, which was an amazing oh. time. So, that was a, a definitely an ankle, an ankle breaker, but it was a great race. Uh-huh. And the... The last one at my big size, so I was getting all ready for the next races and trying to drop weight and be all in svelte shape, and then all the races went away, so I've just got to get in even better shape for Hawaii, so. Exactly, so that we can do all three. Oh, I'm doing all three again, so I'm doing all three, and then what, two weeks later, doing all three, actually probably all four in in Seattle, and then, yeah, (laughs) so. I'll be right there with you. I'm going for it. So, and hopefully I'll be a, a, a much smaller, more svelte me. So, uh, I'm at this point, as of the recording of this, I'm 30 pounds down from February. So <gasps> that's great. Yes. Yeah, so I've dropped 30 pounds. Um, you know, as I've said in a couple of the episodes, I, I've talked to people, I, I January, I did a, a shedding of negativity. I shedded a, a negative people and negative groups, um, got rid of a bunch of people that were, were making me extra stressed, and I was not happy with how those groups made me feel and shedded those and was able to find my happiness again and my joy of exercising and running again when it wasn't associated with other people. It was all just about me. Um, and now I've dropped 30 pounds. So... And I'm, I'm hoping to do more. There's about another 50 that needs to come off. So we will, we will be working on making that happen. So That's great. It is, it is. I, I've, had a, I, I've had a lot of help from uh, Dawn, obviously. Um, we've started doing the weekend rock, uh, 5Ks again. Um, I do a 5K every Sunday, uh, usually with a, a weighted vest. Um, it's about a 30-pound vest now. And as I lose weight, I keep adding more weight to it. We're doing a, 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 this actually might air afterwards, but we're doing a Saturday. We're doing a full marathon. So yeah, no half marathon. Sorry. We're doing a half marathon um, distance. I mean, we're going to do it. We're not going to be fast. We're hoping to do it in about four, three to four hours. So we'll see how that works. And yeah, just getting out there and moving again and being, doing it not because I want to feel like I need to for certain people, but because I need to for me. So perfect reason. It is. It is. When you start doing things for yourself, it changes you. So it is. It does. So it's a whole new world when you start doing things for yourself. So some people may know this, some may not, that you are you are the admin, the the main admin for the survivors group. So um that me and 
Dawn. It was kind of mine and Dawn's brainchild. But like I've said in other episodes, we wanted to do this. We wanted this group. So we had a positive place to go to on Facebook and not see all this negative. Blah. And, but we didn't want to run it. So we didn't want to be the ones in charge of it. There's too many other issues going on in our lives and too many other things that we were doing that we didn't want to manage it and have to worry about the trolls and all that stuff. So we picked three amazing ladies, uh, you as an admin, and then Lisa Ann and Amanda as our moderators to help keep that a positive, happy place. So how are you, how do you feel about that survivors group? I love it. I think it is so important to have a group like this. Um, I myself am a survivor from a very, very, very violent marriage. And Mm -hmm. I think if I would have had a group like this, it would have helped my healing process a little bit quicker than what it went. Yeah. I, I really love this. I, I love how everybody is non-judgmental. It, it, you can say anything you need to get out. You can get it out, and it's a safe place for everyone. Yes. And that's, that is. is a huge thing with me, is that I, I, I want to have a positive, safe place where people can go. They can feel free to ask whatever questions they want to ask. They can feel free to post, you know, what they want to post as long as it's positive and encouraging and Mm -hmm. yes. And then that's what we wanted. We wanted the positivity, the encouragement. You see way too many times in some other groups where you see other people like someone posts something and then someone doesn't agree with it. And then it becomes an argument. And it's like, no, that's not the way you should do it. And blah, blah, blah. It's like, we didn't want any of that. We just want the, the positivity of, hey, we're all amazing. We're all survivors. And that was kind of the thought was we're all survivors. Some of us have not survived what others have, but We've all survived to this point in our lives. So we've all survived something. Some of us, not, you know, not very tragic things, but we've survived. So, and that's kind of what we wanted was, and that's why we called the survivors. We're all surviving something. So. Yes, we are. We are. And right now and we're all surviving matter, this really. pandemic. Ugh. Yes, we are. <laughs> One day at a time, we are surviving this. Yes. Yeah. And I, too, I have been a part of other groups that were support groups on Facebook or supposed to be there to help and encourage. And I was feeling like I was being judged and yeah. I was being knocked down. And, and it, I left all of them. I think I left three different groups in the last couple of weeks because it just got to be too heavy. And I don't want yeah. things that are heavy. No. And we just want happy. We just want. Yes. We just want happy. things that bring us happy, happy, happiness. I don't, I, I don't want the arguments on politics. I don't want to know your politics. We may not agree on politics, but who cares? We can still be friends. You know, I don't want to know all that. I just want to be happy. And that was, you know, exactly. like I said, in leaving leaving certain groups and people um this year that was part of it was i wanted to be happy and those those things that used to bring me such great joy had stopped because you know certain people you know in those groups and running those groups just they did not 
they, they were so selfish about themselves that it bothered me and I let it bother me. And that was a problem. So I finally learned not mm -hmm. to let that stuff bother me. And if it does, I need to walk away. Don't stay yeah, in, in it, a group. It eats you alive. It, it does. It don't eat at you. It does. Slowly. Don't stay in a group and, or in a relationship, in a group, in a job, in any of that stuff that makes you completely miserable. Even if at some point it once made you happy. And that was my, my thing with some of those groups was they made me so happy in the beginning and I loved them and I loved the people in them. But it came to a point, it becomes such a toxic relationship that I needed to leave, but I stayed too long because I remembered all the good. Something becomes toxic. You need to step away and find something that makes you happy again. Yes, exactly. And I feel like this group is part of that. Yeah. It's part of a healing place for a lot of people, no matter what kind of situation you're coming from. Yeah. And it is. And that's what we wanted. We wanted that, that, happy place that helped people and you know was a happy place for for everybody that was a place that everyone could go to and just be see positivity and find happiness and and love each other i mean we i have so many friends and family in the ocr community that i just you know i love and in my whole in all sorts of communities not just ocr that i love these people they're on my family that i don't get to see right now because of this yeah you know Right. The the last the last big thing I went to was yours and Brandon and and Hefe's birthday party, you know. And then all of a sudden, not too long afterwards, this all happened. And it's like, you know, that was my last time seeing my my family, you know. And it's yeah, it's tough. And that's I think the survivors group has helped all of us with that, you know. Yes, and I also like it's not a have to, but I love it that people of all ages can be part of this group yes some of my yep. one of my former students he is able to be on this because it's not bashing there's not nope. you know inappropriate things all over the place it's a, huh. literally a safe place for everybody yeah I, i've seen people you know as as young as one of your students to you know as old as 60 or 70 years old that are in this group um people who have all different fitness levels this is not an ocr group this is not an athletic group this is a group of survivors this is people that have gone through life and are still breathing and going and moving and they're surviving and that's what it is it's like you know there's people i know in that group that are cancer survivors there's people in that group that i know you know like you that have survived a very very violent relationship that left you scarred both mentally and physically you know and there's so much that i know people i know in that group and then there's people you know who may not have as dark of a past um or as as painful as a past as you know some of the others that are still in that group because they're still survivors they've survived something you know they are and, and i want to make that extremely clear that because a few of us on there shared a little bit of our stories and yes I forget who it was that somebody said, oh, well, I haven't had anything as tragic as that. And that they felt like um, theirs was silly. It is not silly. Yeah. No. Everybody is a survivor of something. And it doesn't matter. It can be something like losing your job or not being mm -hmm. able to make a payment on something. 
It's just yeah. sur- you're surviving. It doesn't matter if you've looked death in the face or it doesn't have to be that kind of a thing to be a survivor. No, it doesn't. It just has to be that you continued on. You know, it's like I, I've talked to, to Amanda, who's one of the other moderators, and we mentioned the comment that there's you keep seeing all the time on Facebook and other places that post that says, if you don't come out of this pin pandemic a better person because of blah, 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 then you're doing it wrong. And it's like, no, 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 no. no. The only way you're not, the only <laughs> way you're doing this. Yeah. The only way you're doing this wrong is if you don't come out of the pandemic. If you come out of this pandemic alive and breathing, you've won. You're a survivor. You've survived. You've survived. Exactly. You've done what you needed to do. Some of us are at different levels. Like, you know, I've mentioned, I have a full gym in my house pretty much now that I've built and more pieces coming that, you know, to make it even better. Um, I have a job that is still paying me and I can work from home and I can do all this. I've gotten super lucky through this whole thing where both me and my wife are still working and we're still going through it. We're surviving. I have the opportunity to lose weight and keep exercising and doing all that. Some people are so stressed and there's so much weighing on them during this. Their win is that they got out of bed this morning. Exactly. And to them, and that's a huge I applaud thing. you. You know, I applaud them because yes. they won. They got out of bed. That is an applauding thing. They got out of bed. They did amazing. And if you don't think that's an applauding event, then, and that they're amazing for doing that, you are looking through the wrong glasses. You're looking through your glasses. Look through theirs on what they're going through. Not what your life is going through, what they are. And that's where I think a lot of people fail um, in any of this is. is where they sit there and they look through at their glasses at your situation going, if that was me, I would do this. Well, that's not you. So now step right. out, look at it through their glasses and now tell me, you know, and now all of a sudden you see the, you know, the, the anxiety, the everything else, the problems, people that see me, I don't wear a mask unless I absolutely have to. And I've had people question me on it. They're like, you're a safety professional. You know what's going on. You know all this. Why aren't you wearing a mask? You've had asthma. You're at risk. And I'm like, I've had asthma. I put a mask on. It makes it hard for me to breathe. I feel like I'm having an asthma attack. I start having an anxiety attack, which makes it even harder to breathe because of the mask. If I don't have to wear a mask, I'm not going to wear one until I absolutely have to. And that is my choice. And if that bothers people, which I know some people it does, that is an anxiety issue that I have. And I know I have it, you know, and that's just the way it is. So that's why I don't, I've never had, you know, a CPAP. I can't wear one. I will literally have an anxiety attack and can't breathe, even though there's oxygen being pressed into my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, you see me with my oxygen cans at the races because yeah. it doesn't cover anything, just my mouth. <laughs> yes. And that's it. And Otherwise, I've had a lot of people I'll have be, a panic attack. And... Yeah. And I've had a lot of people be, you know, well, you scuba dive and you snorkel. That's different. It is it's because I'm different. covering my eyes. I'm covering my eyes and nose. My mouth is still open. I can still breathe normally. Right. And that's the difference. But it's it's very weird. Yeah. It's a, it's it's a thing I've had all the time. Even a dentist office, I can't have them put the nitrous oxygen on. I will start having like a full on anxiety attack. So it's just it's me. It's the way it is. So, mm-hmm. you know, 
And that's what a lot of people, I think, forget in these, this, these situations. They keep looking at it through the wrong glasses. It's like they always say, walk a mile in someone else's shoes and then, then you might understand. But still, do not judge them. It is not our exactly. job to judge. It is our it job is to not help. not our job to judge. You know, it's like racing. When me and you race together, how many races? I mean, I don't even know how many races we've done together. Um, uh, a lot. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. It's got to be up in the 30s at least, if not more. And we've done some crazy ones. We had the 12, what, 12 and a half hours in, uh, yeah. in Montana and another time 11 and something hours in Hawaii um, where we finished yeah, I, in the dark, you know, with headlamps. We've done that a couple times now. And that's... Yes, we have. We always help each other and we've always stopped to help others because that's what we, that's us. That's the way we see things. We would rather help someone and put ourselves, you know, behind where we should be on a, on a race to help somebody else and get them through. And that's just, yeah. I feel better helping someone than I do. I would rather help someone than get first place. You know, if that Me makes too. any sense, you know, it does. It makes so. sense to me. I mean, I've yeah. with everything that I've been through, I know what it feels like to be shunned. I know what it yeah. feels like to be screaming literally for help and have people ignore that. I know what that feels like. And I don't want anybody. I don't care what the situation is. I don't ever want somebody to feel alone or like they're not good enough or they can't finish something. It's, I don't want that ever for anybody. No. And that's just, I mean, that's the way, way it should be. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like the one I've talked to a lot about on the episode and everything else. And I mean, it's amazing. I have you here to talk about it was Montana. When we had that long day, you were a little bit, I think you were a yeah. little bit ahead of me and Stevie. Um, Stevie rolled her ankle. We caught up to you. I think, yeah. and it, but it was only, I think we we're only like two or three miles in by this point. We caught up to you. You ended up uh, hurting your hip. Yeah. But we kept going. That was just the beginning. Uh, that was the beginning. I think uh, by this point, we're four or five miles in and this has all happened, you know, and it just, yeah. it was all, but then too, we came up to that point. None of us would leave each other. Um, I can remember multiple times, both you and Stevie being like, you're healthy. You're fine. Just go ahead. I'm like, nope, sorry, not happening. We're staying together. We're finishing this. And we did. We, we stuck together the whole time. We even picked up Emily along the way when Emily was just completely checked out and, and done, you know, yeah. and I mean, it would have been so easy to leave her with the, that other group and be like, yeah, sure. She's your problem. You deal with it. But no, it's like, nope, Emily's part of our family. Emily, you come with us. Let's go. You know, and it's that's right. just the way, that's the way we write. We even took turns holding her hand yes. and pulling her through certain parts in the yep. dark. <laughs> yeah. We did. I mean, we did everything we could to get make sure everybody finished. And we had a great time. We did it. It was stressful. It sucked at certain times, but we kept each other going. And that was it. It was the, the group finishing was more important than our own, than our, our own glory. So in my Definitely. case, if I would have went ahead and left you guys and I finished and none of you, even one of you didn't finish, I think I would have, it would have ruined all my glory. You know, I wouldn't have been able to even probably even ever look at that medal but you know i yeah. no, that, that medal was, uh, means... one that was all or nothing for that one yeah 
that was a medal that meant so much more to me because I, I knew that we all finished because of each other. That I don't think any one we of did. us, if we would have stepped, if we would have broke apart from that team, I don't think any of us would have finished. But I know because I we were, and that's that's what's amazing, and, and that's what I love about the survivors group and everything else, and that's what it's all about. It's not about my glory, and that's one of the reasons I didn't want to be an admin. I didn't want to be a, the admin. I wanted the group so I could go to it, but I don't want to be an admin. Um, I wanted the admins to be people that I knew would have the same kind of thought process of they don't want glory for themselves. They want glory for everybody. They want everyone to have a safe place. And that's why we pick you as an admin and then the moderators of Amanda and Lisa Ann. So just great people who care about others. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're amazing. And I can't wait for this whole thing to be over. As I told Lisa, this whole thing's over. We're having a barbecue at my house. Just don't tell Amber I haven't yet. So, yeah. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> we'll, surprise we'll surprise we'll her. We'll surprise her. With the way this is all going. And we'll make it like a birthday party. Yeah, with the way this is all going, it's going to be her birthday by the time this is all over. So it's going to be the end of July. But um, <laughs> That's so, okay. We'll have a big party. We are. We're going to have a big party. Well, hopefully around that time, we'll be having a moving party and we'll be moving to a new place, but we'll see how that goes. Ooh, so, but, so, how it will be. Hey, everybody. Real quick, we've got a special message from one of our close friends, Candace. She's running a photo contest this month. Take a minute and listen to her message. Hi, I'm Candace Day. I'm a 2019 BSOCR team ambassador and local Washington State realtor. And I've put together a photo contest. It is located at gogophotocontest.com forward slash your best apocalypse outfit. The photo contest is to benefit Washington community healthcare workers and first responders who need access to supplies to help fight the current virus pandemic. So all proceeds will be going to purchase face masks for them. One supplier that will be involved in that is Gray Harbor Unders, GH Unders, and we'll be getting masks from them, as well as some local community masks, and then also a Spartan mask. So there's a couple of prizes. The grand prize is $100 Amazon gift card, plus a $50 gift card to a local garden center, and a face mask from GH Unders, which is worth $30. The runner-up will have a $50 Amazon gift card and a $50 gift card to a local restaurant of their choice. The third place is a $25 Amazon gift card and a $25 gift card to a local small business of their choice, as well as a locally created cloth mask. The theme of this, <laughs> again, is uh, apocalypse, end of worlds, you know, your favorite, think of your favorite uh, end of world movie, you know, Zombieland or... Mad Max or Resident Evil for inspiration and just collect things from around the house or order things, you know, whatever you can come up with creatively. The only restriction on it is that I ask that you don't alter the actual outfit using like using Photoshop and that you make sure to keep any like nudity or really gory images out of it. Just keep, think PG-13 when you're creating your costumes. You can include your family, you can include your animals, and uh, anyone under 18 must have the permission of an adult. 
So this is open to anyone who's over 18 years old and it's online so you don't have to be present to win. Contest is running until May 25th. It's been open for about a week. Just looking for people to participate and jump in. I haven't had a chance to really promote it yet so you can feel free to reach out to me on my business page, CD Real Estate on Facebook or you can find me on Instagram under that as well. Uh, you can message me 360-539-7162. Okay, and let me know if you have any questions. Once again, folks, check it out. It is a post-apocalyptic photo contest where you can win yourself an awesome Grays Harbor Unders mask. They're an awesome sponsor of some of our friends. And we'd love to see your photos and raise money for this awesome cause. Thanks again, Candace, for reaching out to us. And hopefully all of our listeners get this message. Tell us a little bit about too, you know, you, you mentioned it and I mean, I've heard, I've heard bits and pieces of your story. Um, we've spent a lot of time, like I said, we've done a lot of races together. Um, in a lot of them, there was other people with us, but there was quite a few of them where it was just you and me for long periods of time, yeah. just trudging yeah. along and keeping each other going. Um, uh, uh, Jody has actually put my shoulder back into socket more than once. Um, <laughs> so i mean we're kind of close but i've heard bits and pieces of the story but it's one of those that you know it's one of those stories i don't like to pry i mean and it's one of those any part you want to tell to let people know i mean what people can get through you know there's a lot of people out there that are in situations where they're like nope this is horrible i can never get away i'm stuck and i'm sure and i know from what you've told me and stuff that you have felt that way. Um, but yeah, let people know kind of what your, your story. Okay. Well, first off, I want to say that if anybody ever has any questions, just ask me, I am an open book. I now am through, I don't want to say completely through the healing process. Cause there are things still that I deal with, but yes. I am willing and I want to talk to anybody that needs to hear this because it could help somebody. Um, yeah. If you are in an abusive situation, get out. Get a hold of me because now I know people that can help. Um, I was told for many, many years that, oh, he's a police officer. It's normal. No, it is not normal. It is not normal for anybody to abuse you in any way, shape, or form. No. It is not okay. And just if it is an emergency responder or someone in the military, it doesn't matter. You can get out of it alive. I am living proof of that. It was a fight, but I did it. And I'm here to tell my story still. Um, I met him on a blind date. We were hooked up by our fathers. And he was just getting out of the military. And I thought, oh, perfect. He was in the Marines. My dad was a Marine. They're going to get along great. They did. They got along perfect. He was the son my dad never had. Well, 
it took about a year before he started to do things, little things. For me, the first thing was a garbage can from the bathroom. He got mad and he tossed it at me. And I remember telling him, if you do that again, my family will hunt you down. <laughs> but I, I think I kind of forgot about that. Looking back, I see that was the first red flag. From then on, it just got worse and worse and worse. But I would give little clues, little hints. I would tell people, um, you know, he yelled at me for this. You know, I'd casually bring it up. Well, nobody did anything. Nobody picked up on my red flags. And I also need to say that I'm from a law enforcement family. They did not pick up on my red flags. Um, it, I found out later there were a lot of officers that knew what he was doing to me at home. They knew that he was beating me and he would beat me in places that I could cover up with my clothes or my hair. Um, they knew he was controlling who I went to see when I went. Um, it wasn't until it was my birthday in 2012 that I finally, finally made the decision that I needed out. And as I was going through the process in my mind of how I was going to get out, he decided to pull his work weapon out on me. And he pointed it at my head and he told me that he wanted me to see the bullets as they were coming at me. That was the second that I realized I needed to get out. It no longer mattered who I had been telling little bits and pieces to. I needed to get out. I ended up getting out. He was arrested. It was all over the news for several weeks worldwide. Um, my friend, I was at the courthouse getting the restraining order. He was still in jail. And my friend from Florida called and said, it's all over the news. Um, so that threw a different aspect into it. So now I had a police officer who is abusing me. I came from a law enforcement family who are kind of well known in their departments. Um, a, a religious family who some believed I should have remained quiet and stayed and others who believed that I was doing the right thing by leaving. 
Um, but now you throw in the media. So I had all kinds of things coming at me. All kinds of things. Oh, yeah. Um, later on, after he was arrested and went to rehab for different things, um, I moved back with him for a short period of time. I think I was hoping that he had changed, but he didn't. And that's when I realized that that's who he was. It wasn't the alcohol he was drinking or his job. It wasn't the stress of his job. It wasn't this. It wasn't that. Um, and I decided that's when I left for good. Um, we were married for eight years total by the time they would grant us the divorce. And after that, I thought, oh, it's all done and over with. We're not married anymore. No. Because then he was pissed at me. So he has, he refused to leave me alone to the point where he even threatened to come to a few of our races. Our race family rallied around me, my family now. And I, you guys, I remember think. those because those I was told by certain people that I was to make sure on those races that you were with me the entire time. And that if you told me that somebody was there that shouldn't have been there, that I was to do anything to make sure he did not get near you. See, I was never, I never knew what anybody was told. I just know that. Well, if you think about those races, where was I the whole time? If I wasn't with you, somebody else was. But it was one of those that I was not to leave your side unless somebody else was there. And there was only, there was basically two other people that I could leave you with. So, and that was Brandon and Brandon and Dingo were the only two that I could walk away from. Oh, and Dingo. Dingo has been like a guardian angel for me through Spartan. And it started the night we did that hurricane heat. <laughs> yep, that and, nightmare. Oh, that was, I had a full blown panic attack through that entire night. Yeah. The whole night. It was just one after another. My ex lived at the time within walking distance of the race site. So at that time, we weren't even divorced yet. I was desperately trying to get it finalized. And that's when I met Dingo. And after I met Dingo and started talking to him, I everything started to change. I, my family, my race family started to help me get my confidence back. Um, I had Brandon who has been a huge person in my life. Yeah. Um, he's been my safe place. 
And Dingo has always been there. Dingo, I've called Dingo. I've talked to Dingo many hours over my safety at a race or this race or that race. And Dingo's always told me that I am the Spartan family member first. We take care of our own. That completely has changed my life completely. Dingo's good people. I, he really truly is. He really is. And Map, Map is too, his brother. And Dingo has helped me realize once again that there's a bad apple in every group. It doesn't matter where you go. There's going to be a bad apple. And he helped me get my confidence back in the military people again. Yes. My ex was a military police officer in the Marine Corps. And I was, I was scared to be around the Marines, honestly. Even though I grew up in a Marine Corps family, they scared me. Mm-hmm. I met Dingo, got over that fear quick. <laughs> <laughs> and law enforcement, I was definitely afraid of law enforcement. But thankfully, I've got amazing lifelong friends in law enforcement that have yeah. really been there for me. Um. Some of the the lasting lifelong injuries that I have because of the abuse um, is PTSD and anxiety. And those I'm going to have to live with the rest of my life. And that is very hard. Sometimes that's a day-to-day thing. But through Spartan, I have been connected with James Lapine and Mitch Garcia. And Dingo and all these military people who showed me and talked to me about PTSD. I didn't know what that was. And they've helped me understand it and why I do the things I do. And yes, people are going to look at me funny sometimes if I'm having a panic attack. But it's okay. I'm normal. It's all right. Um, and then physically, my, my spine is destroyed. I mean, it's, they can't even operate on me now because everything is so compressed that surgery won't help. Yeah. I've got hip dysplasia where my hips throb all the time sometimes. And they pop out of place, and Mike's had to help me pop it back into place lots of times. A few times. Uh Uh-huh. My knees are bad. I mean, I've got arthritis through my whole body. And these are all injuries from all the abuse that I've endured. So for me, I can stand here, and I can say I'm a survivor. I survived. Yes, you I did. I was looking down the barrel of a gun that should have killed me. 
for whatever reasons, it didn't. But I'm alive, and I'm here. And I can help I'm glad you whoever. Are. Oh, me too. <laughs> and it's been a fight. I've been through the depression. Oh, I went through that for what seemed like forever. Where it was, just getting out of bed was a huge thing for me to do. Huge. Getting a job. Oh, that was huge. That was scary to me. Um, Brandon has, he can tell everybody what I've been like, the nightmares that I've had. And um, I was literally afraid of my own shadow. But Brandon's family taught me how to defend myself. So I've learned Kung Fu. And... Life is just so different. I feel like I'm living now. Which is awesome. And and that's the... I think that's the hardest part sometimes is it's one of those things I think a lot of people see, you know one of those things i mean we've done so many races together and like i said we've had ones where it took us 12 hours but we just kept trudging oh, yeah. along and we're like we're not stopping and and i'm sure people see different things there are people out there that probably just see a, a fat guy and some girl walking along going what the heck why are they even out here why are we out here right. because we can be um because we've been to hell and back we have destroyed our bodies but we're still going to get out of here and do this. You know, like I said, you, you, I said earlier, you have literally put my shoulder back into place more than once on a race. You know, I've helped put your hip back into place more than once on a race, but did we stop there? No, we popped them back into place and carried on. Yep. You know, and, and that you have to do. it is. And that, and that's one reason why I love the survivors is that is more impressive to me than somebody who just you know the guy who ran a race and was first you know yep. you ran a race you were first you did amazing i am proud of someone who does first that is amazing but i am more impressed by the person who 90 percent of people would look at them and say they shouldn't even be on that course and they're holding a medal in their hand because they finished that course you know and that is amazing to me to see that human spirit of to push themselves you know, um, the other yeah. thing I love seeing is if you see, and I've seen a couple of them where you see that person that's in first place and you're looking at him going, that guy's been an athlete his entire life. And all of a sudden you see a picture of three years ago with them, 250 pounds and a cigarette in their hand and, uh, you know, a, a bottle of tequila in the other. And you're like, Oh wait, that's the same guy. They changed their life around and now they're getting first when, you know, three years ago, they couldn't even, you know, have lifted themselves up off the ground once, you know, and that's amazing to see. I love seeing those stories of people turning everything around and surviving and doing things that, you know, nobody ever thought they could. Yes. And that's where I am right now. Yeah. People, it's some didn't think I'd be walking still, but I've met a great physical therapist, one of our very good friends, um, Rich, and he's got me to the point where I can I can get out there and do things, and I'm not in as much pain. Which is and awesome. So 
It is. And someone else said, oh, well, how are you ever going to be in a relationship? I am. I mm-hmm. have found Superman. And he really He's is cuckoo, my but... Superman. <laughs> I love He's kind of cuckoo. But he's he's a great guy. And I mean, he is another inspirational guy that's just I mean, he he has his way of doing things and he's a little quirky sometimes, but he's great. And I mean, he's a great person. That's a great coach and, you know, everything else. So, yeah, I miss all of you. He's so positive and he keeps me going. And I know. And Los Olivos, he just when I don't want to. We tried losing him in Los Olivos a few times and he kept showing back up. But, right. It's like if he shows up, he's gonna make us do burpees. But yeah, uh-huh. so yeah, yep. Which is, and I mean, that's one of the things too. Is I mean, a lot of people too. They they will look at us, and there are races where because of our injuries, you know, I had the the horrible foot injury plus both my knees are shot, and I'm trying to deal with those. And you know, we would have issues that you know doing burpees were not something that we were able to completely do so we would substitute something else in but we still did something you know that's one thing that i I really have enjoyed with you is i have raced with other people that are like let's just walk by the obstacle whatever no one's paying attention it's like yeah but i am so mm-hmm. let's do right. some burpee. Let's do some some squats. Let's do something push ups. Something depending on you know what you know what part of my body I've damaged this time. So <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. You know, because that's one thing a lot of people don't realize. For me, burpees are very very difficult and very very painful because of the injury to my foot. Uh, my foot doesn't bend right. It doesn't work right. And that push off, you know, when you do a burpee to go from, you know, down into the push up position and then pop back up that after about the third one, usually my foot will pop and it feels like someone just drove a nail through my foot and it kills. So a lot of times I will find another something else to do. Or if I do do burpees, you'll watch me. I never pop. It's pretty much all like slowly put my feet back and then step up almost like a mountain climber because of that pain in my foot. So, you know, we still do it, but we modify. So, and that's part of surviving. You know, is finding a way to, to, to move on and keep doing it. Maybe not the way everybody else is, but we find a way to continue and keep going forward. So, and that's another one. That's Jesse and his always forward is like my new motto in life. That is just everything that I do. It's like, you know, what do I do? Always forward. You know, don't look back. Don't look at, you know, the things that have been problems in the past and kept me from, from losing the weight and things I let you know, drag me down and the negativity I let, you know, get into my head, you know, don't look at all that. Look ahead, say, okay, cool. That stuff's all behind me. But if I keep focusing on that, that's going to help. That's going to stop me. So just look forward and keep moving forward that, you know, Hey, my goal now is 10 pounds a month, which I know a lot of people like, that's a very lofty goal. That's a lot of weight to lose. So far I've been able to do it. So for three months I've lost yeah, for three months, I've lost 10 pounds a month, starting in February, March, and April. I've lost three pounds that per month. It. So my my goal Amazing. is to continue on that. So as I as you get as I get smaller, I know that's going to get di- more difficult. It's easier to lose weight when you're bigger. I know that sounds weird, but it is. You know, it's easier to drop the 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 fat as you start getting smaller. You start building muscle. 
and it starts getting harder to lose weight, but you know, eventually the, the weight will stop being my goal and it'll be more the size. So, cause I know the size I've seen the feeling, the size difference too. So, all right. And now we're going to take a quick pause so we can hear from our sponsors. Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James safety services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James safety services, wall and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. And we're back. So what's your, what's your goals for the rest of this year? I mean, right now I know, you know, all of our goals is to sometime do a Spartan race eventually, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) what other things are your, your um, goals coming up? Well, right now, because I'm, I work for the school district and for those that don't know, I am the supervisor for my school's um, before and after school program. And so I've been working on a autism class. It's a 40-hour long training that I have to do. And I think they said by the end of it that we'll get a certificate for doing it. And I've been thinking about going a little further and do you know what the CPI program is? The I've heard of it. Prevention. Well, I just started looking into that, and that's how to deal in a crisis with kids. Mm. And so I'm thinking that I might want to do something in that area while I'm taking online classes. Um, and that way I'm just a little bit more prepared for things like this. You know, yeah. how what do we do with the kids? You know, there is about two, three weeks towards the end there where I went from about 45 kids down to 10 and they were so confused. They didn't know what oh. they were doing. They didn't understand anything that was going on. And so I'm, I'm thinking of maybe heading in that direction a little bit. That's awesome. So, I mean, it's always awesome to find your your passions. So, oh yeah, definitely more Spartan races. It's always good to find your passions. I mean, that's, that's one thing where I've really been lucky in the last couple of years. You know, I found my passion of, you know, I've refound my passion of exercise, exercising and and being healthy. Um, I found my passion in job where, you know, I went from being in management to safety and I love what I do now. Um, and it just, it changes your whole outlook on life. So especially when you have that, when you have that strong network around you um, of friends, you know, like you and Brandon and Elise and Hefe and, you know, yeah, Brian Kays and Dawn and, you know, all those people that, you know, have been there when I needed them, you know, can't forget Brian's wife, Felicia. She's also amazing. But that whole group of people who every time I've needed something have been there for me. So no matter what affiliation anybody has with whatever groups or organizations, they have been there for me. Um, You know, and it's one of those things that is amazing to have that family, you know, there and to know, to know the difference in the world. Oh yeah. To know that if for whatever reason, if my entire life was to turn upside down tomorrow, that all of you would be there to help me and and get me through it. So, you know, and it's, you know, one of those things. 
Yeah. One of those things, looking at my home gym, half the stuff here has been given to me by my OCR family. You know, James Tinko, who we all love James and yeah. we love Kelly. James and Kelly, yeah. they're the ones who gave me the the stand and more punching bags for, you know, for that. Um, Audra is giving me a whole workout, you know, weight thing, you know, this next weekend. And then, you know, I've got the, the weight bench in the, in the other room that I got from Elise, you know, and everybody's helped me on this journey to try and get healthy and stuff like that. And those, those are the friends that you keep around. That's the family that you want to keep around. So you don't look at their affiliation. Don't look at what they belong to or anything like that. Look at what they've done for you. You know, and that's one exactly. thing like you guys, you know, I love you guys. You guys have always been there for me. You've always been helped me. If I wanted to go to a race and I was trying to figure out how to make it all work, you guys were there. Los Olivos, you know, I don't think I could have done that race without you and you and Brandon. So you, Brandon, and sure, I couldn't have done that without you guys in that yeah. wall. Yeah, and I have yeah. no idea who that chick was. Just some random chick. We we're getting ready to go into the, the dunk wall, and that that lady comes up to you know we're getting ready, and me and you are like, I hate yeah. this. We both hate the dunk wall. For anyone who knows, it's yeah. always a thing of me and Jody trying to talk the other one into it when we don't want to do it ourselves. Um, mm -hmm. And we got up there and we're like, yeah. we're like eh, I don't uh -huh. want to do this. And this one just random lady that was there grabs a hold of my hand and says, come on, let's do this. And all three of us were like, okay. And we all went under and I'm just like, I have no idea who you are, but thank you. You're amazing. So, and that's one yeah. of the things I love in the community is, and that's one thing, you know, survivors and stuff like that. Why I wanted that is because that is what I've been missing. That is what I haven't felt in a while. And Los Olivos was the one thing that one act of kindness on the dunk wall reminded me of why I did this. Um, I've mentioned it on the podcast before I was about ready to quit. I was ready to walk away from all of this. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going to hand over, you know, BeastNet completely to Dawn and say, here you go. Have at you. I'm out. Um, I was going to just stop doing OCR. I was going to stop doing all of it and just fade away. Um, and yep. there was that was one thing that made me want to go. And then really, you know, your guys' birthday party, talking to a few people there really kind of changed my my thought process and changed my mind on what I wanted to do. Um, and that was pretty much get rid of the negative and everything that was making me not, you know, want to be in this anymore and go back mm -hmm. to the simple, the reasons why I am that simple act of kindness with nothing to be gained from it. That's what mm -hmm. it was. It was that simple act of just let me help you under this wall and never told me her name, never anything, never met her again, never talked to her again. But that simple act is what, you know, was the idea behind survivors and everything like that. And about changing my entire mm -hmm. life is that's what I want again. I want that feeling of those simple acts where nobody wants anything back. You know, I'm not being nice to you because I'm hoping that you'll give me something later. I want to be nice to you because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And yes. that's it. And that's what I wanted. Yeah. And I was, I was hanging around and relying on too many people that them being nice to me was predicated by what I could do for them. And now it's pretty much, I'm just going to be nice to be nice. And if I get something back in return, coolio. If I don't, whatever. And mm -hmm. if you're nice to me, you know, that's it. I, I mean, just be nice to be nice. And that's been my, my biggest thing lately. Be kind, be nice. You know, humanity, it does have a good Absolutely. side. Yes, it does. So, it really does. 
It really does. So we are getting close to the hour mark. Um, your your story, by the way, is amazing. Um, I, I like I said, I've heard bits and pieces of it. I, I knew most of it, but it's mm-hmm. I never heard the entire thing um, to that depth, and it's it's scary. And that's the hardest part. And if for whatever reason, and I could not see Superman doing this anyway, if for ever, any reason you ever, <laughs> ever have a problem and need help, you know, you have my phone number, you know where to find me. Um, and for anybody else, any listeners that are listening to this, if you're in a situation like that, in an abusive situation, in a toxic situation, whether it be in a relationship with your partner, a relationship at work, a relationship in a group that you're in, Get help. Yeah. Reach out to somebody. Um, anybody in the survivors group, you reach out to any of the moderators in the survivors group or anybody really in that survivors group should be able to help you. If none of that, you don't, don't feel comfortable reaching out to any of them, reach out to me. Reach out to Dawn. Reach out to Jody. All of us would be willing to help. Yeah. Any of my friends that are going through a toxic relationship and need help getting out, call me. Message me. I will come and help you. Um, Yes. And I, like I said, I know, obviously I know Jody. So I know people who have resources that can help you get out of a toxic relationship. And that's not just one of those things. I know a lot of people think, oh, you're just talking to, to the ladies. No, I'm talking to the men. Men can be in toxic Everybody. relationships. So yes, it's can. one of those things someday, maybe in, in my, if I ever get the guts, maybe I'll tell people about the toxic relationship I was involved in. So it's not just women that are, you know, are parts of toxic relationship. Women can also abuse other women and women can also abuse men. Um, I was yeah. with an ex who actually broke my ribs more than once. So it happens. Um, if you're any, in any type of toxic relationship, reach out. Um, don't please, believe them. Please don't out. believe them when they tell you that nobody's going to care and nobody's going to listen because they're wrong. The only reason they're telling you that is because they're afraid that you're going to reach out for help and somebody is going to help you. And they know somebody will. That's why they tell you that. It's a mental game. And that's what they're trying to break your spirit. So don't let them win. Reach out. Get some help. We are here. Yes, we are. (laughs) So after my my little speech there, I guess, I kind of went deep there for a minute. Uh, that was that was weird but and and it's hard for me because i know for me i'm a jokester i love cracking jokes and i love doing that so i feel sometimes it's hard for people to come to me with stuff like that because i'm so i'm not always sincere but part of that is and so people understand that's my defense mechanism when i don't feel comfortable i joke so that's why i joke a lot i don't feel comfortable a lot so (laughs) but um So, yeah, is there anything you want to say to the listeners in closing as we get out of here? Just try to stay positive. Try to be as encouraging to each other as possible. Be kind. It's not hard. It's not. Um, The other night, the other night, Brandon and I, when we were driving in here, there was a little tiny boy. He's not even from our uh, complex here. He was out with his mom and dad on his little bike, and he just stopped and just waved at us. And he was yeah. so happy just to wave. That was just, that made our day. Just the excitement. It's so amazing to watch children. They get so excited over this, the, the craziest things. And to think back that sometime in our lives, we were that 
that happy over something so simple. And now it takes so yeah. much to make us happy. It's like, just go back to the, the simple. Whenever I go for my yeah. 5Ks, I make a point to say hello to every single person I pass. If they say it yeah. back, whatever. If they don't, whatever. But I want to make sure that that person, they may be having the worst day of their lives and me saying hello and smiling at them might just be that one thing that makes them feel a little bit better. So, you know, I try and yeah. make spread that joy. So get out there, spread the joy, have fun, enjoy life. And if, like I said, if there's any time that you need help, reach out, call one of us. So private message us. Yes. Anything. Private message. Any of you want my phone number, message me and I will give it to you. I, I will be yeah, happy to hand you. it out and, and help anybody through any toxic relationship. So I will too in a heartbeat. Oh yeah. All right, Jody. Um, thank you. Um, I love talking to you. I love you. I love Brandon. Smack I Brandon upside the head too. for me. Just for, okay, just for there's some giggles. Cause he can't, he can't do anything about it. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I miss you guys and I hope to see you guys in person soon. We will. It's going to happen. We will. It is. It is. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook, like, and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Yeah.